This is the ExtraTime.com Friday podcast. I'm Oshin Langan. Why are we playing that? Well, that's because it's the song that's played in Oriel Park when Dundalk walk out onto the pitch. Tonight, they're up against Shamrock Rovers. We'll speak to former Dundalk goalkeeper Gary Rogers about that game. We'll also chat to him about how some of his former clubs are doing. And he'll help us preview Ireland against Azerbaijan in what is a crucial World Cup qualifier. Crucial in the sense that we kind of need a win. We need a win in a competitive match. We're obviously out of the running regards qualification. We'll also hear from Stephanie Roach on Ultimate Hell Week. The P-Mount striker has been talking about her participation in that show. And it is real. It's reality TV in the best sense. It's not like the cameras go on and they pretend like they're being drilled and grilled by the DSs as they call them. It was 24-7. It was as real as it looks. And it is a phenomenal TV show. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but if you haven't, you need to check it out. She was at the launch of the Evoke.ie FAI Cup semi-finals P-Mount up against Wexford this weekend. And uh, we'll also speak to her about that game. Back though to Ireland playing Azerbaijan in Baku on Saturday. That's tomorrow. Chidoze Ogbene may get some game time in that match. Now, he's of Nigerian uh, heritage, but he grew up in Ireland, which is how he's playing for us. And he also played Gaelic football to a very high level, as well as football. Uh, Nemo Rangers was his team. And if he had stayed on the Gaelic football path, he would easily, by now, be in the Cork squad. So why didn't he? And um, did he ever have regrets? Or did his uh, did he ever question his dad for coming to Ireland when he was training on really cold and wet nights, despite the fact that he had the chance to go to Florida? It's something that Gavin Cooney of the 42.ie put to him in the pre-match press conference in Baku. I've, I actually never thought of it like that. Uh, when you get older and you, you go through winter days and you're thinking, Dad, what, what, what made you come here? But uh, I guess it's, uh, it's the best decision that he's ever obviously for his family and I'm reaping the rewards in being here. Um, you know, I've, I've, ever since I've been in Ireland, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I can see maybe you can hear my caucus and it come and goes. Um, but um, the people around and people I've grew up with, you know, very supportive. My school keeps contacting me and, you know, how proud I make them. I love the kids and, you know, how, you know, how I've inspired them and, you know, just to, you know, to follow their dream. Because obviously I come from, I went to school to Clash K3. We played GAA and I played Nemo, you know, GAA growing up. And uh, a lot of, a lot of GAA players will stick with GAA because they don't believe that football, you know, could be the way forward. And I had to make a, a big sacrifice at 17 to sacrifice GAA, which was a big step in my career. And I had a lot of um, heated moments where people didn't believe that, you know, I was going to make it. I was only 17, 18. I was still playing at Cox City. So for people to see me, you know, where I am now, I'm inspiring other kids and, you know, I take pride in joining them. Because, yeah, you could have a nice GA career, but it takes an unbelievable amount of self-belief and safety. Yeah, I was a big race guy. I remember um, on the 19s, I had a match on the same day, county final, and uh, I had to play UCD away. And I had to make a decision. The manager said, listen, I know both teams want you, but you need to make a decision for your career. You're 18, you can't keep keeping up. And um, obviously, I'm a quite emotional person, and I, it was a very difficult to ring the GA, um, you know, the federation to say, I'm trying to ring Nemo Rangers, and I'm trying to follow football. And I know, you know, it wasn't an easy decision, especially being that young. And um, obviously, it's a great decision. I still have the support of Nemo Rangers and all, all the GA crowd, but... Yeah, it's a risk worth taking. This is the ExtraTime.com Friday podcast and that is the first African-born player to play for Ireland at senior level, Chidoze Ogbene. He's 24 now, he's at Rotherham. But as you could hear there, it could have gone very differently. Now, that isn't necessarily a bad thing if it had gone differently. 
Like he could have ended up playing Gaelic football for Cork. He might well be an all-star by now. He could be the difference for Cork. But unfortunately for Cork, he chose soccer. And that is very fortunate for Ireland soccer fans. And it's good for Rotherham and it was good for Cork City and it was good for Limerick when he played for them. Still to come, Stephanie Roach on Ultimate Hell Week and the Evoke.ie FAI Cup semi-finals. At the event I spoke to Stephanie at, um, I also caught up with former Dundalk goalkeeper Gary Rogers and we talked about Dundalk against Shamrock Rovers. We talked about some other League of Ireland games this weekend and also Ireland against Azerbaijan. But first I asked him who and which of his former teammates wouldn't last on Ultimate Hell Week? Oh, Gano would definitely break. Yeah. Um, who would get through it? Oh, I don't know. There's, fair, there's plenty of my teammates are ignorant enough to get through it, I think. <laughs> uh, but I, I put Gano down as, as the one he wouldn't like that cold water. Um, but, um, in terms of tough, there's lots of kind of tough characters. I think uh, probably Pat Hoban would be, would be tough so enough. So, literally, I was just thinking Pat Hoban. Yeah, no, Paddy be tough. Um, so, look, there's, there's lots of guys, I'd say, fancy their chances at it as well. But, uh, but Gano would definitely break, no doubt with that. Who would you like to put through it knowing they'd break? <laughs> um, you don't have to answer. Yeah, geez, I don't no. know. There's too many teammates to go through it. Like, um, I'll tell you another good one, Alan Keane. Alan oh, Keane yeah. would be good. Um, I think, you know, Alan Keane is a tough customer. I've seen him playing with, with numerous injuries over the years. And he'd be another guy I'd like to see probably in, in the mix there. Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers tomorrow night as we talk um, before we talk about the actual game how do you feel watching football now be it Dundalk or any other team you're, you're not that long out of it do you miss it or are you actually enjoying it are you glad to be done yeah no I'm glad to be done I think the time was right for me um, I don't miss it at all to be honest with you and, and that surprises me because I think when you're involved in football and you're you're so focused on it um, and it's kind of it's, it's all consuming if you like in terms of your life but it, it's kind of good to take a step back and, and look at it from afar obviously looking forward to the game tomorrow um, and the, the Docks form has taken a little bit of an upturn but like it's definitely not the season that you know they were expecting or anyone anticipated uh, Shamrock Rovers have, have really coasted to a title this year I feel and um, but like Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers games there's always that little bit of bite and a little bit of niggle and there's, there's certainly some players there at Dundalk still that, that you know will, will uh, certainly be out to, to, to push on and get, try and get the win and this is an important game for Dundalk even though in the context of the league obviously they're fighting to get away from that uh, relegation promotion playoff spot and they can't get into Europe most likely through the league but they'd, they'd like to beat Rovers and it would be a confidence booster going into the cup semi-final wouldn't it? Yeah absolutely I think you know anytime you play Shamrock Rovers it's a game that you want to win and, and Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers rivalry has always been there no matter what the league position has been um, and I think you'll see that um, tomorrow night so it will be interesting to see how that game develops and unfolds but um, yeah, they, they will be looking to get a positive result obviously they're unbeaten in four after they've had a kind of a decent run after a sticky spell and they've a lot of bodies out now they're down two more bodies with the guys on international duty tomorrow as well but Look, I think that Vinny's had to deal with that over the last number of weeks. Um, but like, they will want to kind of get a result to build confidence for that semi-final because that semi-final now is crucial to Dundalk to try. And obviously, they're obviously trying to stay up in the league. But, you know, European football is, is what that club has uh, been focused on over the last number of years. And, and the cup final is the only route to that now. Yeah. Um, obviously, McElhenney's going at the end of the season. Duffy's going at the end of the season. I think as fans, we all know what the club will miss 
through their play. I think we all know what they bring on the pitch. We can see that. What do those guys bring off it? Will they be huge characters or have they been huge characters in the dressing room as well? Are they are they leaders off the field? Yeah, look, there's so many leaders. I think that there was a kind of a really good core group. I think it was well talked about, you know, the amount of players that were there and the, and the environment and the culture that was in the club. And them guys are all part of it and, you know, have been there and, I suppose, played and lived through it. And, you know, it's sad to see, I suppose, the club being dismantled in that way and being let players allowed to leave year on a year off like you know for the last couple of years you, you look at the players that have walked out the door and it wasn't the case that there was contracts in front of them they left in some cases because there was no contracts there and now they're in the situation where they can't hold on to the best players uh, possibly in the country in certain positions and uh, you know it's it's really going to hurt them going forward um, What about Sligo a club that you've played for as well can you see them finishing the season strong, securing that European spot? And do you like what Liam Buckley's doing over there? Yeah, I think Sligo, it's an interesting one because their form, you know, has really dipped. They had a kind of a patch there after Europe. They just ran, they ran into a few injuries and a couple of COVID issues and stuff like that. And, um, you know, they lost a lot of games by a goal and they're just back kind of nicking a couple of wins here and there and they've steadied the ship a little bit. So Liam will obviously be hopeful of maintaining that, that third spot. And I think it'll be a really good season for Sligo. Like he's built a really good squad there. He liked that Greg Bulger came into the team really kind of when he's been missing from from the squad and you know the the results have dipped I think noticeably when he hasn't been around because he's a real leader in the group but they have you know they've a very good squad a very good team I just think they're a little bit light on the squad but I think if they can get into Europe it'll be a very successful season for them and Drogheda another one of your ex-clubs yeah, we'll be here all day with all the ex-clubs. <laughs> they were dro- 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 there. Yeah, dro- are kind of um, they're just teetering on the edge there of, of uh, the relegation playoff. I think a couple of wins for Tim Clancy's men, and, and that should see them through. Like it's been a difficult season. They've got young players, plenty of really good, talented young players coming through there. And um, you know, it's about getting a couple of wins now. And if they can get them early, they might put it to bed and, and stay up and stay out of the playoffs. I said I'd cap it at three clubs, but I will mention Ireland as well because obviously you've been part of Irish squads in the past. Um, we need the win in Azerbaijan. Do you think we can get it? Yeah, absolutely. I do. I think um, I think this week hopefully will be a good week for Ireland with uh, all going well and winning Azerbaijan. But the thing about it is, like we've played uh, Karabag over there in Azerbaijan with Dundalk, and like that is a very experienced side. And, and there's a, probably ten international players that play for Azerbaijan playing in Karabag, and these guys play um, Champions League football year in year or group stage football at some at some level. And like we can't take it for granted, you know that we, that we win. We've no divine right to go and win any game, but I do think that we will have enough to go and get the win over there, and hopefully, uh, obviously, um, beat Qatar at home. It's something I spoke to Joe Gamble about actually on Monday's podcast. He said we don't have to worry too much about having too much possession. Actually, there's nothing wrong in perhaps doing what Dundalk did against better side, well, technically better sides, and they got positive results against them. That you can you can kind of sit low and break and use the talent you have to break. We can kind of play against Azerbaijan away to them like they did at home to us does that make sense and is it something you'd agree with yeah absolutely look, look, there's many different ways of winning like you know Stephen wants the teams to play football but that doesn't mean you'll always dominate possession but the one thing I would say is that when he has possession our players will go and play and I think you know when you it's, it's about utilising your possession to the maximum and uh, I think you know Ireland under Stephen won't be afraid to do that it's about having the courage to play and he will always encourage his teams to go and play football so in whatever form that takes uh, against Azerbaijan we welcome it and hopefully we welcome a positive result as well 
Are you very proud that a fellow Meesman and a former clubmate, Jamie McGrath, is playing? Daryl Horgan, obviously, is playing. Uh, Liam Scales has been called up, which is really good. A man who's just out of the League of Ireland. Yeah, no, it's been terrific. Obviously, look, uh, I played with Daryl and Jamie, and, and you know, particularly, I would have, I would have been bringing Jamie to train, and uh, when he first came to Dundalk, and we kind of always felt that he had that that talent and that uh, capability of, of going right to the top. And I think you know, there's there's even more levels in Jamie still still to come, and I think it's been great for him to go and get a couple of international caps. We're not only to go and get them but to go and, and do really well I think in Portugal he was excellent and uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that he'll gain another couple of caps over, over this window and look, his, his career is really progressing and it's great to see what is it about Jamie that you like as a player? Well, I think, you know, the first time I seen Jamie, he came on against, uh, we were, obviously it was Dundalk, it was 2015 or 16, I think it was, and he came on um, late on in, in, in Inchicore and he absolutely tore us apart for 15 minutes. I remember speaking to Andy Boyle afterwards, he says, it's a good job that fella wasn't out for longer. And a year later, it, he, was, he was with us, but he just has that kind of technical ability, like he, he's so comfortable on the ball and the more times he can get on the ball, the more times he'll be able to hurt teams. And I think the matter where you would put him in whatever Ever squad or team, he will he will do well because he has that kind of a, that that them gears in him and that ability in him. There's the Daryl Horgan effect there, isn't it? No matter who he's playing against, he always looks like technically he's good enough to be there and actually can create something, can create something from nothing. Yeah, well, Daryl was brilliant. I think in 2016, Daryl was sensational. There's no doubt, like he was he was the player of the year there that year comfortably. It was a case of getting the ball to Daryl. Like we played to our strengths, and and Daryl was certainly our strength in 2016. Another player that you know he really tore up the, the league that year, and uh, obviously went on and did well, and, and has continued to do well. I think every time he's played for Ireland, I think he's really contributed really well in, in all the games. So like Stephen, obviously, is a big fan of his and trusts him and brings him in, and you know that. You know, Daryl Horgan, one thing you're going to get is 100%. And uh, like any of the guys that are playing for Ireland, they really enjoy going into camps and enjoy representing their country. And it, it, it's a terrific honour. Um, and, and I think just I'll be hopeful for Stephen and the backroom team and, and all the guys around it that they go and get a positive result this week. And finally, you're on the TV coverage for what is, as we speak, tomorrow night's game between Rovers and Dundalk. Are you enjoying that side of things more than you thought you might? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it is enjoyable. I suppose that you can be a little bit more uh, critical or, you know, you can tell the truth, if you like, in terms of what you're seeing out there, as opposed to when you're being interviewed about when you're playing on a team, you'll always have to give it a, a different slant on the but You can be honest about what's going on and what you see. And I think that's what you have to do. And have you ever got any negative feedback from guys? I don't listen to negative feedback. <laughs> I, I'm sick of negative feedback from me playing this. <laughs> Gary, thank you very much. Thanks very much. This is the extratime.com Friday podcast. We're at the launch of the evoke.ie FAI Cup semi-finals. And we're with Stephanie Roach of P-Mount. Stephanie, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Um, very, very good. Look, we'll talk about the Cup semi-finals in a moment. We'll also talk about the league running because you're in a very good position there. But firstly, ultimate hell week. The first thing I want to say to you is well done I'm in awe of you and the rest of the team talk to me about what it was like and how you felt throughout because it looked like the most challenging thing anyone could ever do yeah honestly it really was and, and I'm glad you said that because I think everybody who said oh, like there was 18 of us at the start um, obviously there was 10 in last night's episode and a few of us went out but um, I think everyone who signed up for it deserves tremendous respect because honestly I think until you do something like that you won't realise how tough it actually was um, to be in that kind of confined environment. You get to know not just yourself very well, but the people that you're with and the group that we are with were unbelievable. We all helped each other through so, so much. And honestly, it's one of the best experiences of my life, I have to say. I think when I done it and when I first came out, I remember thinking, geez, I'd never do that again. But when you watch it back on TV and you see the emotions of not just myself, but everybody else, because you kind of 
when you're in there and you're in that environment as I said you kind of you just think about what you're going through whereas when you watch it on TV you can see everybody going through the same type of things that you're going through so it was it was lovely to kind of see that and um, I think yeah look it was honestly as I said the most toughest experience in my life but it's something that I'll keep with me forever I think it's it's something that has changed me I have to say it's something that has made me think whenever I say I can't anymore I kind of think well I'm not to get through that <laughs> I can get through anything you know like on the way so yeah definitely the best experience of my life and there was no off switch I mean you lived that life while you were there for however long you were there it wasn't like okay let's pretend this is tough on camera it was like that all the time exactly yeah it's funny because I've done a couple of kind of Q&A's and stuff on my uh, Instagram page and people are like oh are you really like that off camera and I'm like what do you mean off camera there was no off camera it was literally did you even know when the cameras were rolling because it was just like that all the time no you know what right it's, as soon as we got in there obviously the first day we got there it was chaos straight away on the speedboat you got off and then there was cameras in your face and you kind of know it was done but then like not too long after that you forgot they were there because it was so intense and like a lot of the time in the room we had like CCTV cameras kind of like small cameras so they were on all the time so you kind of just forgot about them so a lot of the stuff that happens in the dorm when you're t- sitting chatting and stuff like you don't realise this camera's there even and then obviously when you're on the events and doing the different things the camera's there but you're that focused on what you're doing that you don't even think about the camera like it's that intense it's that full on that you just don't have time to even switch off and be like oh there's a the camera there you're just you're focused on what you're doing and that's all it is you know as an athlete, I'm sure there's times in your life you felt down or you felt tired, but did you ever feel as drained as you did on that mountain? And spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, stop listening now and listen when you do, because we're going to talk about a spoiler, basically. But it ended for you um, on the mountain. How, it, like, if you can try and explain to me how you felt and what you were thinking. It was horrible, but it's so funny because going in, not funny, it's been the wrong with words, but like going into the show, I kind of had this interpretation of what it was going to be like you know I thought to myself right I have to be really physically strong I have to be able to to do 100 press-ups I have to be able to lift as much as I possibly can like you think of all these things but honestly the hardest part was the mental side of things it was the the physical exhaustion like not sleeping not eating I think anyone who knows me knows how much I like my food like not being able to have proper food and proper sleep was torture like it really was and I think that hike came on the was the fourth or fifth day I think um, the fifth day I think it was and like you were at a stage where you were I think Rory touched on it in the episode you were like delusional Yeah, I, you felt drunk like that's what, that's the yeah. best way I can explain it like I remember when I got picked up by my, my boyfriend and my sister came to pick me up and they said to me like the next day they're like Steph it was like you were after being out on a night out and you were just talking you were delirious like I was at a stage of that much exhaustion where I just had nothing left of me and like on the mountain I remember going up and it shows in the episode where DS Ray Goggins was beside me and he kind of tells me and in fairness he, he was quite good in terms of telling me to keep going you're good you're good, you're good. and he made me believe in myself and like that was kind of only halfway up and I got like a second wind out of nowhere and I remember thinking to myself right, I can do it I'm going to do it I'm going to do it and then on the way down I fell about four times it was like my mind was telling me I could do it but my body was just completely giving up you know it was, it was I can't explain how tough and how tired I was like doing it but when I actually had to say I wasn't doing it anymore it was like it was just devastating because you're looking at kind of going I can keep going I can keep going but like honestly god my legs were gone my body you can see by me I'm just absolutely knackered like there's nothing left of me and to have to to say I'm done it was tough you know it was really tough and they did break you and but they didn't break you at the same time they broke it in the sense that you had to stop but not broken in the sense that you tried to keep going you physically couldn't do it anymore how satisfying is that for you Usually, because I think going into the show, I think my the way I looked at it was, and I said it in last night's episode, I said, like, if I'm feeling 
really really like I have to go give it 10 minutes and then see how you feel after yeah. that like I gave it about two hours I think because like this like honest to god like I think uh, Andrew touched on it in the show last night like 15 minutes in you were like Jesus Christ this is tough and like I really really felt like I gave it every chance I could to keep going but I just had nothing left of me and that's kind of was the goal going into the show I wasn't going to go out on something that was going to be over quickly I said that to myself no matter what it was if it was jumping I hate heights if it was jumping I knew the jump would be over quickly so I can do it but um with the hike it was just literally I went until I couldn't go anymore and that's something that I can be proud of you know do you know how it ends or are you guessing like all of us next week when you watch the show um, I know how it ends okay, yeah well, I, I've spoke to a few of the okay. lads and people who were there like so we, we kind of know we don't know exactly what happened yeah. but we have the gist of it and okay. stuff like that but I'm looking forward to seeing them all well I won't ask your prediction on how it ends what I will ask is you must now be convinced that you can do absolutely anything and look you've challenges on the road with P-Mount and the Cup and obviously you want to uh, be a starter with Ireland again has this show genuinely given you a boost or made you believe you know what I can still do anything if I can get through that if I can do that I can do this yeah definitely and I think going into the show I probably was in a bad place mentally obviously I've been part of the Irish squad for a very long time and obviously not being in the squad is difficult to take because you've gone from being in the squad all the time to just not being not exist not kind of obviously being involved at all which can be difficult and I think going into that show I probably was trying to prove something to myself and it's a huge risk going in in that case wasn't it because if you hadn't got through what message would you have sent yourself now you did but yeah yeah exactly definitely I think that's that's something that the risks you take you know I think going into it my my whole mindset was is that like you're going through a bit of a shit time at the moment let's go and do this and really test yourself and if you get through this then as you say you can get through anything and honestly I think people might think you're being dramatic but it's only when you experience what we experienced you'll understand exactly how tough it was and how how as I said coming out of it I just felt so like I was just so happy with myself because as I said I went until I couldn't go anymore and I think my boyfriend keeps saying to me like he always says to me that you keep saying you can't I think most Irish people they were like oh I can't do that I can't do that you know that's kind of the answer to you go to but having done that I think most things that come away now I won't be saying I can't do you know I think you and the rest of the people who were in the show are an absolute inspiration and I genuinely mean that as someone who's a big fan of the show and was a little bit sceptical at the start but two minutes into the first episode I was like oh wow this is for real have you watched the shows back as they've appeared and if so how have you reacted I was speaking to Darren O'Sullivan last week and I said Darren I feel kind of guilty munching away on Maltesers while you're going through the suffering and he said no don't worry when I'm watching it back I'm munching away as well yeah yeah we, it's funny because we hadn't seen any of the episodes we watched the first episode together a couple of days before yeah. it went out but every other episode we watched and seen the same as everybody else so it was it was strange like it really was because obviously we knew what happened but at the same time we don't know how it's going to be edited and what's yeah. going to come into it so to see it and again what I said earlier like seeing it from everybody else's perspective as well was was a bit mad to see you know, like on the way but uh yeah, no, it was emotional. Like, I was bawling my eyes out watching the one really? last night. Like, it's just, you remember everything that comes flowing back to you and you see, like, people like Rory, how he went out. Like, I didn't realise Rory went out that way because I, I remember when he went, because someone came into him after the DS came in when the lights were off and my first thought was they're pulling us out of bed to make us go and do something. So yeah. I thought he was getting dragged to go and do something and we were all going to get dragged. And then I remember Andrew came in, he was on sentry guard and he grabbed me or woke me, sorry, and I jumped real quick and it was so funny. Like, when I look back at it, like, I was so sketchy with him because I thought he was bringing me to do something and he was just like no 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 Rory's gone you have to do we have to do an extra half hour and I was just like what where's Rory gone like I didn't realize that that was how he went you know and it was horrible to see last night how he was and how he felt because if we hadn't known that I think we all would have kind of went and said to him look it don't take that personally because obviously the thing in the circle was awful to have to do to pick somebody out and yeah I just that that was horrible to see and and different things throughout the show where you see like it was hard to watch but uh, yeah no it was it's it's kind of satisfying and you get kind of it's 
you feel good after watching it because you know you've gone through all that and now everybody can see the crap you went through. <laughs> yeah, and I'm curious to know what your relationships are with the DSs now, but I'm not going to ask because I don't want to spoil it okay. because there's another episode to go um, and I kind of don't want to spoil it for myself or anyone listening. I, I, I wonder, are you friends with the DSs? Do you stay in contact? But I'm not going to ask you because <laughs> I think that would be a spoiler. Um, come here, talk to me about Piedmont against Wexford. No spoilers here. The game hasn't happened yet. It'll happen on Saturday. It's a cup game and anything can happen. And as we've seen in the league this year, they can get results on their day. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Wexford are a very good team. We always, every game we play against them is a tough game. It's a battle. It's it's physical. There's tackles flying in. And yeah, I think it's going to be a very good game. Um, I think the last few games that we've played against them, we've probably been lucky not to win. Um, getting the draws in the games. I think they've both finished in draws, haven't they? Um, so yeah, look, I'm looking forward to, to playing the game. Um, I'm looking forward to hopefully winning and yeah take it one game at a time but as I said it's going to be a very tough game for both teams I think both teams will, will agree with that that it's always a good a good battle and a good game of football so hopefully we can get the win um, You're going for the double are you thinking about it as a double or are you taking kind of one game at a time or how is it working? Um, I think look, coming into this season obviously winning the double last year I think it's in everyone's mind that in order to, to match what we've done last season we have to do the same again so it's in our heads that we want to win the double but at the same time I think you have to take it each game at a time because Wexford's probably going to be our, our toughest game between now and the end of the season. Obviously, if we get to the final then as well, but Wexford's the toughest game we're going to play, so we need to make sure that we get the job done in that game and then, as I say, you take each game as it comes until the end of the season. And just before I let you go, obviously it's gone well in most of your games this season, but if you're on the pitch and it's not going so well, do you take a direct lesson from what you got in Ultimate Helm where you can apply it there, like count to ten, think about it, if I got through this, I can get through that, that kind of thing? A little bit, yeah. I think it's funny because since I've come come home and obviously more so since people are watching it and people are talking to me I think it's definitely changed me as a person it's made me be a little bit more resilient I think it's made me kind of think again like I said if you can get through that you can get through anything so when I'm on the pitch and things aren't going well I'm definitely thinking right dig deep you can do this we can get something here and you have that belief in yourself to try and get something from the game because you feel like you've gone through something as bad as what you went through that you can get through a game in 90 minutes and, and hopefully get the right result Stephanie, my admiration for you and anyone else who took part in that show, like, it's off the charts. So listen, well done on that. Best of luck this Saturday. And uh, thanks for talking to us on the ExtraTime.com Friday podcast. No problem. Thank you for having me. Well, that's almost it for the ExtraTime.com Friday podcast. My thanks again to Stephanie Roach. If you haven't seen Ultimate Hell Week, The Professionals, you need to check it out. I'm sure you'll be able to find it on the RTE player. We're back on Monday with a look back on Ireland against Azerbaijan. Hopefully we're talking about an Ireland win. We'll also have our roundup of the SSE Electricity League weekend. Plus we have rugby. Uh, it's a busy weekend in the United Rugby Championship. And of course there's GA matches going on all over the place in the club championship. And we'll talk about some of those games and the stories from them. Until Monday, take care. Bye bye.